Welcome to the ABR podcast, where some of Australian Book Review's contributors discuss major issues or read their reviews. My name's Peter Rose and I'm the editor of ABR. If you enjoy our podcasts, think about subscribing to the magazine. Those 25 and under can do so for as little as $25 for the digital version or $50 for print plus online access. Paul Verhoeven, director of such films as Robocop, Basic Instinct and Showgirls, has made his name as a provocateur whose lurid social satires are infused with campy violence and heady eroticism. Having tackled the American military-industrial complex and the Las Vegas sex industry, Verhoeven now tackles an even bigger institution, the Catholic Church. Benedetta, his new film, charts the fallout from the liaison between two young nuns in a 17th century Italian convent. As Miles Pattenden notes in his review for ABR Arts, those who buy their ticket for the soupçon of sapphic frottage are unlikely to be disappointed. Miles Pattenden is Senior Research Fellow in Medieval and Early Modern Studies at ACU in Melbourne. He specialises in the history of the Catholic Church, and his books include Pius IV and the Fall of the Carafa, and Electing the Pope in Early Modern Italy, both published by Oxford University Press. Miles first wrote for us in 2021. Miles Pattenden. Catholicism gets a bad rap when it comes to sex these days. The church fixates on condoms and abortion. It isn't always big on homosexuality either. Paul Verhoeven's historically inspired film, on one level, explores the hypocrisies that arise from such callow credos. The religious renounce the flesh, but flagrantly eroticize spiritual and interpersonal relationships. Carnal obsessions abound on screen. Nuns mortify themselves, quite literally, and male clergy are reassuringly lascivious. The whole film is as revealing of the female figure as you would expect from the director of Basic Instinct and Showgirls. Indeed, those who buy their ticket for the soupçons of sapphic frottage are unlikely to be disappointed. The question, though, as with any Baroque invention, is whether the sum of this art is greater than its parts. For Hoven's Convent Life Gone Wrong melodrama is full of lush visuals, from austere Romanesque churches to immaculately ironed wimples. And it endorses a seemingly simple moral message, that it can be hard to tell the wryly cynical from the downright crazy. Yet the script's layers of self-consciously ironical detachment are such that you can't quite tell if Verhoeven takes the whole thing seriously or not. One-liners are good, and the audience will guffaw. But is the joke on the Catholic Church, or just on those who would lap up such sensationalising costume romps? Benedetta Carlini, Virginie Efira, our eponymous heroine, is an intensely enigmatic sort of tragedian. We first meet her on screen as that stubborn, spoilt little rich girl whose parents are escorting her to a nunnery. Verhoeven may not have intended this, but the decision seemed quite understandable to me. Bandits try to rob them, but Benedetta's faith in the Virgin saves the day. Yet the tone is set when Mary's instrument proves to be an anonymous feathered friend 
with unusually good posterior aim. Further episodes explore the divine's growing presence in Benedetta's life. She sees Jesus as a sexy shepherd, as a smiter of sinister snakes, and as a Zorro-like horseman who lops the head off enemies, complete with gushing blood. A couple of ersatz tributes to the exorcist and some gratuitously graphic stigmata glaze the whole thing in Grand Guignol. Verhoeven misses a trick only when he depicts the crucified Christ as an object of Benedetta's masochistic desire. The absence of his genitalia is notable, but inauthentic, and not clearly purposeful, except perhaps for helping placate beady-eyed censors. Benedetta, absorbed into her religious order, leads an unremarkable existence, until a new girl, her love interest Bartolomea, Daphne Patakia, shows up. Half Lolita, half that kid from Hard Candy, Bartolomea is rough and earthy and decidedly lower class. Incestuous rapes at the hands of her father and brother have toughened her, but she knows just what she wants and shows remarkable self-confidence when it comes to seduction's delicate arts. Sex scenes ensue. The climax, if that's le mot juste, arrives when Bartolomea whittles down Benedetta's childhood statue of the Virgin into something more shaped for pleasure than piety. Alas, the former mother superior, Charlotte Rampling, whose office Benedetta has usurped, sees the whole thing through a spy hole. She tells the papal nuncio, Lambert Wilson, who latches onto the investigation as a vehicle for indulging his sadism. He arrives in town just in time to witness plague-induced mass hysteria, a prescient plot device in a film shot pre-pandemic, and the whole affair ends in a sort of godless Götterdämmerung, complete with pestilential pustules. Strangely, though, Benedetta herself, rising up from her lover's bed in a bucolic hut outside town, doesn't seem all that phased by any of it. The actors clearly have great fun with what they're doing, and Rampling is the standout as the convent's wizened, world-weary matriarch. Yet the director never solves some basic dilemmas on which the credibility of his narrative ultimately depends. First problem, the lesbian nuns theme feels titillating rather than taboo these days. And to shock, post the devils or the exorcist, you have to go a lot further than basic sacrilegious insertion of foreign objects. Second, Benedetta's visions must tread a fine line between vividity and ridiculousness. It was always going to be hard to get that right, when so few who will see the film are ever likely to entertain thoughts that the visions might be real. Verhoeven seems caught between two strategies for dealing with this. He makes us laugh at the gothic grotesqueness of what Benedetta sees, or claims to see, but also hints that she herself may be slyer and more manipulative than she lets on. That further discourages suspension of disbelief. Certainly, few other characters in this story believe Benedetta. Not the mother superior, nor the cynical prévôt, Olivier Rabourdin, whose interest in her waxes in proportion to his chances of gaining a bishop's crozier, nor the sleazy nuncio, whose gratifying comeuppance is fully deserved. Yet there is no great reveal to the plot's central mystery, nor to the related question of what motivates our lead character. Is she awestruck by Jesus, love-struck by Bartolomea, or just drunk on the prospect of attaining power in her community? And what exactly is the dynamic in the relationship between the two lovers? In the end, the film's most striking feature may simply be Verhoeven's latent, but still disquieting, obsession 
with lacerated and violated female bodies. Par for the course after L, you might think. But if such thoughts weren't a healthy focus for concupiscent clergy back then, are they any more wholesome now? Thanks for listening to the ABR podcast. We hope you'll join us again next week. If you enjoyed this episode, why not consider subscribing to ABR? Subscriptions start from just $10 per month for digital. Visit our website for more information. We'd like to thank Jack Khalil and Clancy Balin, who edit the podcast, as well as our contributors who take the time to read their articles and creative writing. And if you enjoy listening to the ABR podcast, please consider leaving us a review on iTunes.